Hi, and welcome back to Shouting, Shouting from, from the, the Kitchen. kitchen. Hi, Asina. Hi, Thea. How are you? I'm fab. I've been counting down the days till this episode because I missed podcasting, and it's been a week. It's been a week since we first recorded this. Yeah. Because this episode, this mini little episode, yes. this little teaser episode. Yes, it is. Um, we recorded as the first thing we recorded together. Mm-hmm. And then we were kind of like, that's not... It, it wasn't did, good. It wasn't good. Like, it just didn't have enough information about us. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. The technical issues were issues. They were um, issues. One of our mics didn't work, and we didn't realize till after. Yeah. So it was really funny to figure out after we had done 30 minutes of recording. But it meant that the next two episodes that we recorded, which are the first two episodes, which will not have come out, at the time no, when this is you'll have let to out, wait. you'll have to wait. They they're pretty great. No technical I, issues. Yeah. Not that we've edited them yet, but, but you know, knock on wood. I'm not gonna knock because I scared how loud it would be. Loud. Yeah. See, we're we're still getting used to this. We are. Um, we're gonna be pros. We're gonna be amazing. Joe Rogan's gonna call us up and be like, "Hey," and we're gonna be like, "No, go fuck yourself." So who are you, Asina? Well, you said my name, so I'm not going to say it again, but I'm me. Uh, I go to UBC. I'm an English literature student, which is so fun and amazing, and I love it. Unironically, I might add. Um, I've grown up in Vancouver, lived here my whole life, Went decided to go to school in Vancouver uh, as well, which is, you, you know, University of British Columbia, which we both attend. Pure vibes, pure vibes, love softball, love reading books, and shouting about things. Who are you, Thea? Like you said, you already said my name, so I won't say it again. Mm -hmm. But I am also at the University of British Columbia. I am undeclared. In mm-hmm. arts, but I'm planning to declare a political science major and an indigenous studies minor. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, and I was born in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. I was born in a place called Sackville, New Brunswick. It's very small. It's on uh, Mi'kmaq territory. And then I moved to Oakville, Ontario, which is on um, Treaty 14 and the Tuver Wampum Territory. And now I'm here with you in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And we're on unceded Musqueam land. Yes, we are. Um, Who am I? I feel like I have a lot of passions. Lots of them you guys will hear. As we work on this podcast. As we shout more. As we shout more. Um, yeah. We're both sisters. We mm-hmm. are both eldest. We're, we're not sisters. No, we, we aren't <laughs> sisters. But we're both eldest daughters. Yeah. And I feel like that's a cool thing. Yeah, and I think that might be why we're kind of alike. Yeah, in some ways. Um, yeah. You are a very outdoorsy person. 
I am. I do. I do like the outdoors. Yeah. My favorite outdoorsy thing is canoeing. Ooh, so cool. And I wish there were more lakes in Vancouver, but it's okay. You guys have mountains. I'll go back to Ontario for the lakes. Yeah, you'll have to go back there for that. You could do the ocean, but like, good luck. It's not the same. Yeah. It's a battle. It is. Yeah. So how did we meet, Asina? That's a good question that I have a simple answer for. Hamber House at Place Vanier at UBC. It's a lovely little residence um, that we lived in in first year. Mm -hmm. We were one floor apart. We were. One of the stories I told um, the first time we recorded this was the very first thing I did when we moved in was I looked up who Hamber was named after. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was like, universities don't tend to name things after always respectable people. <laughs> Very um, true. Hamber House is named after the daughter of a, like, rich oil miner person. So, yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, let's just become heiresses. Can we do that? Oh, my God. I do. Okay. I do want to marry rich. But Ooh. then also, like, eat him. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little full circle, like, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we kind of, like, really became friends through po- protest. Yeah, we did. Uh, which was kind of a cool medium for friendship. Um, it was. Well, I don't remember the first protest we went to. Was it, like, the environmental one downtown? I don't think that was the, the first. Gallery? I don't know if that was the first one, but that was definitely the one where I was like, ah. Asina and I are buzzed now. We're friends. Yeah, it was a protest downtown, the Vancouver Art Gallery. That's where it started. Mm -hmm. And then we walked down to the RBC. Yes. Love a good RBC. Love as in. a good RBC. Love as in hate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we went out for some food. And it was really fun. Yeah, we got Indian food. It was delicious. It was. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Hits different after a protest. Oh, yeah. But we did... I think I showed this to you. We did get, like, photographed. <laughs> yeah, we at did. At that protest, which was really funny. We were holding, we got, like, handed uh, a giant banner. Yeah. We are like, yeah, of course we'll hold the banner. Yeah, of course. So, you know, we're, we're marching, and each of us, we're all, like, we're both holding one mm-hmm. side of it, side of it, um, and it turned out later that we got photographed, yeah. uh, like, as part of the protest, and we ended up on the next, like, like paper they handed out Oh yeah. Um, for the next protest that I went to, um, and I was handed the paper, and I was like, um... That's me. That's me and Thea. <laughs> that banner was so heavy. It was a lot of work. It was arm day. At the <laughs> it, protest. It, was. it was two for one. We were getting stuff done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was a really cool protest. It was. Um, we've gone to others beside that. Oh, yeah. I, we went to. We like being at things against things that are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, we really do. Um, love a good protest. And the, like. The community mm-hmm. of protests always makes me feel so happy. Yeah. It just it brings me a lot of joy to see like the unity of yeah. people uh, fighting against like always such a large corporation or like institution. Institution, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that was a really go- cool yeah. medium. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it's really foundational to like our friendship, obviously, but yeah. also like how this podcast came to be. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was one other story that you wanted to tell Asina. <laughs> I did. I, it's just such a fun tidbit. I can't not 
explain it. <laughs> but um, when we lived in Hamburg together, I just want to say a little bit of backstory in that I was always never cool. Uh, so in I high school, disagree. Aw, thank you. But in high school, like I didn't, do, I didn't really drink or like smoke weed or anything. Not that either of those make you cool. Not that either of those make you cool. But in like the classic, like oh, you know, yeah. you're cool if you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like very into Star Wars, so and I still Which am. Which also makes you cool. <laughs> Thank you. I still am. Love Star Wars. Shout out to every Star Wars fan. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have an experience. Like I had never had any weed before university. And fun fact, Bea took my weed virginity. I did. Yes. I did that to a few people yeah. first year. You were helping a lot of people out. Yeah. I don't know. You got to create a safe space if people want to try a substance, you know? And it was a really safe space. I felt very supportive. Like, it was very supportive. I loved it. Um, it was a lot for my first time. I've learned later that, like, it's double my max. So I have also learned part of my learning first year was just how much of a heavyweight I might be. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was taking a lot of people's weed virginities um, just because they were like, hey, I want to do this with you. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm happy to be there with you. Um, and I should have realized that I have a really high tolerance. You do. Um, Nothing to be ashamed of. But hey, no no insane or like emergency situations. No, 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 no. No, no. no one like greened out or anything. No. Um, it was just like really funny. It was. Because I... I, you gave me like 10 milligrams yeah. as a pill. Um, so I took it. I remember like you giving it to me and then I had to like, I went to my room to get like a glass of water to like slow yeah, it down. Yeah. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, I am going to do this. <laughs> I will commit. No, um, soft gels are such a funny thing to like take people's weed virginity with too because it's like they're like, it's it's a pill. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was it's, expecting it's like pill. take a hit, you know what I mean? <laughs> I did like you give me a joint and I'd be like coughing my lungs out, which you know happened later. But oh, yeah. uh, I still cough my lungs out <laughs> every time. Um, but yeah, that was really funny. It's a fun little tidbit. It is. Hey, creating safe spaces everywhere we go, safer. Yeah. Safer spaces. Safer spaces. Yeah, but generally, lots of good times. We're hanging yeah. out. And now we get to hang out on a podcast. Yes, and as roommates. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, which is amazing. Especially in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Where we Because we're women. Yes, and that's where women belong, first and foremost. That's just, like, we have to set the tone for this. Yeah, that's what this podcast is actually about. Yeah. We are telling women to go into the kitchen. Absolutely. And we're, like, setting ourselves up for, like, housewife. Oh, obviously. Uh, chores. We're just getting ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's a preparation mm-hmm. mindset, if you will. Yeah. So why are we actually calling this podcast <laughs> Shouting from the Kitchen, Asina? We should probably talk about the title. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the more personal story behind it is we do spend a lot of time in the kitchen uh, just because, you know, food. Gotta eat. That's the place where you get food. Um, and we started talking about a lot of topics uh, that were kind of controversial in the kitchen, and we were shouting about it. Because sometimes when there are topics that deserve nuance, that don't get nuance, that causes some shouting. It does, because it's really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and I quickly learned there is the gal to go to. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. So I quickly learned Asina was the gal to go to. But it was really great. It was that, like, we connected about stuff like that in the yeah. kitchen. 
Um, yeah. We and also, I think, yeah. I think one of the other things is, like, with the expectation of women working in the kitchen mm-hmm. and making food in the kitchen, we also talked about the kitchen as a safe space for women in a yeah. lot of cases. Like, it was a space for women to talk to women. Yeah. It was sort of like not going to be invaded by men anytime soon because they weren't going to put in any labor there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as much as it's fucked up that women are forced into the kitchen, it's really inspiring to see what is made out of that. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to like build on that uh, and then also kind of play on that with the title because it's, you know, shouting from the kitchen. So we're shouting. Um, we got some voices. We do. We're very loud women. Uh, and it kind of plays on that expectation of like women have to be quiet. Yeah. Women must be silent. And it's like, no, we're mm. shouting from the kitchen. We also live in a unit um, where there are three tenants below us. So we have the upstairs of the house. Yes, we do. Um, and as they know, we are not quiet in the kitchen. Oh, no. no there yeah. is lots of shouting, um, mm. not just about topics that need nuance. No. Sometimes just, you know, shout singing. Yeah. We've got a roommate. Her name's Avon. She'll probably be on this podcast. Yes, she will. She she does some screamo versions of songs in the kitchen sometimes. Oh, they go so hard. Yeah. Like, the kitchen is a safe space for us yeah. and a space that we spend a lot of time together and where we just make a lot of noise together. Yeah, it's like a place of connection. Yeah. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. We all end up in the kitchen. It's funny because I'll start cooking at, like, 7, and no one will be in the kitchen, and I'll be like, great, I'll start cooking. And then, like, <laughs> one by one, everyone joins in. Yeah. It's like this is a little party. We're all connecting in the kitchen. Exactly. Making noise and being people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Do we also want to talk about the lovely photograph that is oh, tied yeah. to our image? So... This podcast semi started as like a oh a Cena we should we should start a podcast, we should start a podcast. like mm, so many university students who are like we have so much time on our hands uh-huh. we should start a podcast yeah um and I like thought it was more of a joke and then Asina was like hey here's this. Here's all this work I've done. And I was like, oh, my God, Asina actually wants to make a podcast I've always me. wanted to make a podcast. Okay. And one of those things that Asina showed me was this Canva that she created. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, uh, thumbnail or whatever, the, the icon, the yeah, photo yeah, yeah, yeah. for this podcast was created by Asina. Um, but it was inspired in part by the story the lamb to the slaughter. Yes. Um, and it's one of my favorite short stories. I think it's Robert Dahl. Yeah. Yeah, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl, yeah. that. Um, and I read it in, like, grade 10 for English mm-hmm. class. Um, and it's essentially the story of a woman who uses her skills in the kitchen... To, I don't to do know how much she needs to, to do. do what she needs to do. And I don't know of, how much to give away. Yeah, um, I re- I really recommend reading it. It's like four or five pages. Yeah, um, of just pure joy. Pure joy. Um, I will say there's there's some misandry in there. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah, it's good times. It's good times. And it's <laughs> such a like cool inversion of the housewife. Yeah. Like like female rage. 
Female rage. That's a good little tag. Um, but we really, we love that short story. I also read it, uh, I think, grade nine. Uh, and I remember reading it and being like, this goes hard. This goes so hard. Thank you, old doll. Um, not a great guy, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. And they all are. They- <laughs> yeah, as an English, as, you know, someone who's studying English, English literature, I feel uh, like I can say most people who write suck. I think you have the authority to say that. I think that. I have the authority. A lot of a lot of people. I can modify a lot of people that yeah. write. Hey, we there aren't many generalizations that are no. true. But that so. one that one kinda is. Cool. So we're yeah, that's that. But also we're like, yeah, the story goes hard. Uh why not link it to our image of women in the kitchen, women being loud, yeah. doing what they gotta do. So we've talked a bit about where the podcast idea mm-hmm. came from. What are some of our perspectives? That's a great question. The main one, and the one that like really got us going and working towards this, is nuance. 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 Nuance because we, the reason we both started shouting was because people, as we mentioned, tend to have you know very quick opinions on the internet, uh, and it's not often backed up by like, like two clicks of links. Um, and I also fall into this trap, but. We wanted to create a podcast where we could talk about these things that need to be discussed that aren't mm-hmm. in depth. In, like, the first conversation we really had mm-hmm. where we were shouting. Yeah, um, shouting about, quite literally. <laughs> quite literally. Um, it was about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Yeah. And I'll do our first little self-promo. Yes. The first episode that we will release in a week after yes. this is released um, is the episode that we have already recorded on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Correct. And I, I've got to say, I think it's pretty good. So you should all tune in. You should definitely tune in. There was a lot of research that went into it. Asina mm-hmm. went down many rabbit holes, many little academic sources we love. popping up left and right. It was a lot of fun. I loved researching it as depressing and horrible as the topic was purely because I felt like it deserved the research. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, so it was really cool. Um, and that, that sort of kicked it all off with the main focus of nuance. But we also come from very anti-capitalism ideology. Anti-capitalism decolonialist yes and um very importantly intersectional feminism yes i am i consider like feminism my birthright Mm. i don't know is that i don't know if that's like a weird thing to say but i do like it yeah like i feel like i was raised a feminist and like same yeah yeah no i do consider it like part of my heritage and i think that's really cool i think intersectional feminism is a really cool practice yeah i want to put that here yeah Mm mm-hmm those are just a few. Yeah. You'll you'll learn more of our perspectives as we go along. Bits and pieces, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to do a little chat? Let's have a little chat. Okay. There. Yesterday, <laughs> you went out and about. I, I did. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about a little event you went to? Sure. Um, so today is December 6th. Correct. And... Yesterday, the UBC Board of Governors had their uh, December meeting. I'm pretty sure they meet twice a month, or mm-hmm. no, uh, once every two months. Ooh, love. Uh, 
And one of the things they were voting on uh, was a tuition increase for UBC students. Mm -hmm. And so there was a protest rally organized by CJUBC, which is the Climate Justice Club at UBC, uh, and the QP2278. Yes, yeah, 2278, yeah, yeah. 2278. Um, which is the group trying to unionize student workers uh, throughout UBC. Uh, and Asina and I are both kind of connected to both of those organizations yeah. in varying capacities. Um, and so I went to the protests that they were holding. I don't, like, I won't get into everything. Um, it was both a reminder of power of people coming together collectively, the power students have, um, the ability to support each other, but also a reminder of how disappointing and draining working in and fighting against institutions can be. Um, so the board did vote to increase tuition uh, they voted to increase tuition 2% for domestic students, 3% mm -hmm. for current international students, and 5% for new international students. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. As tuition has continued to increase throughout, um, one of the people next to me at the protest yesterday was talking about how um, schools in Toronto have had a tuition freeze since 2020 because of COVID. Um, oh and that's, <laughs> that's something that the provincial government instated. Um, Vancouver, BC area has not had anything like that. They don't care. Um, and so our tuition has continued to increase. Um, lots of the people at the protest yesterday talked about the kind of intersecting identities at play, the mm -hmm. students who increase higher rates of poverty, um, the fact that student wages have been stagnant for yep. the past two decades, um, even though at the university, one of the reasons they justified raising tuition was inflation. Um, if you're justifying raising tuition because of inflation, Maybe your student wages should also be raised for inflation. You know, a little thought. You know. um, it was disappointing in a sense because there was a group of students who were sitting in on the meeting. Um, I don't know the exact numbers. It was under 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there was a group of about 20 who were outside of the boardroom. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there was a big group of people watching the live stream in the nest. Mm -hmm. There was a point when one of the governors tried to give up her time so that one of the students could speak. Um, yeah. And the chair decided to adjourn the meeting for a closed session instead of letting one of the students speak for that governor's time. Uh, then there was another point after the closed meeting. They let the students back in. They said they'd allow two students to speak, um, which is, it's like normal policy. Usually if people are visitors, you can allow people to speak, and usually they allow one to two. Um, Two students spoke, and then a third kept speaking. Um, 
and then a fourth spoke after them. While the third student was speaking, they said something about how the university depends on students and is run by student workers and uh, the university wouldn't be able to do everything it can do uh, without all the work that students do. Um, And the chair, Nancy, uh, she responded that the student or the university is not run by students, that it is run by its shareholders. Um, Ooh. And that... that that was that was pretty heartbreaking um just in terms of how many students are struggling um and how many of the shareholders continue to just benefit off of the work that students do the research that students do Mm um yeah uh so there were there were a lot of kind of disheartening pieces of that meeting but there was a lot of also just camaraderie and collective power at one point at the very beginning right before the meeting started uh there was someone who brought cake and coffee into the meeting uh and so we started shouting let the meat cake gorgeous and it it was it was a fun time um and then people went back outside afterwards and there were talks about the ongoing fight and ongoing solidarity. There were people talking from Sulong UBC, the uh, Filipino student kind of group, um, anti-imperialist group. There were solidarity from the teachers union at SFU. Wow. Yeah. And so it, it was also just a reminder of how kind of collective power and people coming together um, while at the same time disheartening because of the ongoing power that a mainly white, very yeah. rich board has over students, like at most institutions, yeah. if not all. Yeah, I remember uh, QB's like thing is UBC works because we do, mm-hmm. and I very much agree with that. Yeah. Um, student workers often don't get paid for the work that they do outside mm-hmm. of like their designated hours. Yeah. So when it um when you like spread their wages among that, it's just not enough. No. Not and at it's all. actually kind of embarrassing. Um and yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. UBC as an institution kind of scares me. I always forget uh how institutionalized it is. And then I'll do something, I'll be going about my day today and then I'll have like this shocking reminder that it holds that much power. Mm-hmm. Especially because UBC tends to push narratives of progressiveness and there's lots of stuff that UBC does well, like many institutions. There are pros and cons. There Um, are. But like everything, it deserves some nuance. And it deserves a little critique. I think we can critique a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have some fun with that. Yeah. Be a little sad about the fact that they don't listen. Especially since both of us are student workers. Who yeah, we work are. For UBC. Yeah, you're welcome, UBC. You're welcome. You work because we do. Oh yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. What are you thinking about, Asina? Well, I went Christmas shopping this weekend, which isn't relevant for when this episode comes out. So I apologize, but. What I did want to speak about was the fact that I was forced to go into a Brandy Melville in downtown Vancouver this weekend. 
And I say forest, not really, because I bought something from there for my a family member. It wasn't the right size, uh, so or it didn't fit right. It was too big, mm-hmm. so I had to return it. But they don't have uh, a return policy, only an exchange policy. So your girl's got like a Brandy Melville gift card she needs to get rid of. And I needed to pick up something for a family member, so I went in uh, just to pick up like a hair clip because fuck their clothes. <laughs> so I grabbed my little like hair clip, went to the cashier, um, and left. But every time I go into a Brandy Melville, which has been like a few times now because of shopping stuff, I am so terrified. Like that place makes me want to scream. It just feels like like a purgatory. Mm. You get stuck in there. Yeah, and it's not even like like the little the one in downtown Vancouver for context is kind of small. So like the walls have clothes. I don't know if this is true for every Brandy Melville. I can only speak of the one uh, local to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But it's got clothing on the walls, like racks on the walls, and then uh, little like tables set up in the middle with clothes like on to- piled on top. So getting around the store is really tricky because mm. a bunch of people, tiny little spaces. Yeah. And I feel like that isn't a coincidence when you check out their business model. Hmm. And I just wanted to speak about the fact that we allow Brendy Melville to continue. Yeah. And I say allow consumers have choices. I know that we are on the receiving end of whatever big corporations decide, but we still have the power to make an active choice to go into whatever store. And I'm saying this as someone who has shopped at Brendy Brandy Melville, mm-hmm. um, and I recognize that my own my own hypocrisy when I say that. Yeah, and I don't intend to ever like I'm gonna use up this gift card and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, but like shit happens. I recognize that we don't always have a choice. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's continuing to prosper so much, when you consider like how like how much it feeds into diet culture and honestly eating disorder culture. It kind of terrifies me. Yeah. I don't know. And just, like, fast fashion culture. Absolutely. And it totally, like, charges way too much, considering it's also fast fashion and flimsy and it will break. And it charges so much, yet are the people who are actually making it, are the people who are using the raw material making any of that money? They are not. No. They never are. And that's the sad, sad truth. I don't know. It really bugs me. Every time I go in there, I get so uncomfortable, uh, and I just, like, physically just want to leave immediately. I don't know what it is, but it's also, like, I've gotten into, like, an argument once about Brandy Melville. And first of all, like, the one-size-fits-all thing bugs me so much. It's this most, like, the most Mm -hmm. horrible thing in the world. And it's just, I got into an argument once with a family member um, about Brandy Melville, uh, we were shopping, we were going out, they wanted to buy something for, like, their their other family member. It was like, cool, we'll go in. Um, and I was like, you know, it kind of freaks me out. I don't really like their policy of one-size-fits-all, because it's not really one-size-fits-all. It's one-size-fits-skinny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't love it. And apparently the one in downtown Vancouver is run by, like, some really cool people who don't necessarily, like, follow that idea, but they still run it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that changes the fact that it's still a Brandy Melville. And it's still profit for that corporation. I agree. And I think there's, like, it's easy to gra- get wrapped up in, like, 
the day-to-day face-to-face interactions mm-hmm. with people who are like the faces of corporations in both good and bad ways, mm-hmm. like taking your anger out on Chick-fil-A workers who are just like trying to make a living. Chick-fil-A is a homophobic one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I've never had Chick-fil-A. Neither have I. I've never been. There is a bit of like cognitive dissonance mm. just with the way we like treat corporations as people. And this is like corporations have been trying to be people from a very like early part of the 20th century mm-hmm. like you know putting faces to names stuff like that so it's not a surprise that that's like we do that but it is a bit terrifying that we get so wrapped up that we forget the heartlessness of these corporations also i quickly want to point out that brandy melville is run by like an old white man who is also racist as fuck all those old white men i know so so conclusion mm. let us Right now, what I'm feeling is I would like to fight the personification of UBC as an institution. Sounds lovely. Would you like to fight the personification of Brandy Melville? I don't want to fight the personification. I want to fight the fucking CEO. Ooh, okay. I want to invite him into the ring. Okay. I want to take his ass down. Let's do it. I'll take classes of jujitsu. I'll take kickboxing to get prepared. Yeah. I will take that motherfucker out. So future episode Mm -hmm. of Shouting from the Kitchen. Yes. We will find ourselves in a ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I – I don't want to fight any individual person from UBC. Yeah. I I also do not want to actually fight the Board of Governors even because they – many of them are appointed. But – um, I just like the personification of the university as the university. That's that's yeah. what I want to fight. The corporate nature of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. To the death. Cool. Yeah. All right. I hope you guys have learned some stuff about us. Uh, sound off about how you feel about Brandy Melville and yeah. my blatant hypocrisy since I will probably go back there for Christmas and use up my gift card. Leave um, some comments. Leave yeah. some reviews. I don't... Reviews? Yeah, reviews. I'm assuming, hopefully, this will be out on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review there. Tell us your thoughts. Ooh. Uh, feel free to do that. Um, we have social media. We do. We have one social media. <laughs> we have an Instagram. It's called Shouting from the Kitchen. Uh and you can just reach us there through DM if you wish. With you can... a very lovely uh, image that Asina created. Ooh, yes. Shout out to the lovely, lovely lamb to the slaughter. Yeah. Um, and then you can also email us. It'll be available uh, in the bio from Shouting from the Kitchen, but it is also just shoutingfromthekitchen at gmail.com. And you can send us your thoughts, opinions. Maybe give us something. you think we lost some nuance or didn't yeah. include? I mean, today we were kind of just telling stories. We were just doing a little chatterbox yeah. moment, but... But this is the intro. This is the intro, and you know, if you want us to give a like a little bit more nuance on something, if you think we missed something, absolutely tell us off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to hear it. Yeah. We deserve it. We do. If we miss something, give it to us. Give it to us straight. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Are we done? I think we are. All right. Lots of love. Bye, guys. Bye.